Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord forevermore. He is wonderful. He's a great God that satisfies beyond anything we could ever expect. He just meets all of our needs all of the time, always ready to bless us and to bless us lavishly. That's the God that we serve, and we're, we're so honored to be able to celebrate that God today, this Wednesday evening, because he's good to us not just on the weekends and on Sunday, but every single day. He's an, a mighty God, an awesome God, an indescribable God, and we will never cease to praise him and thank him for all of the good things that he does on our behalf. Thank you for joining us today. We're so grateful to the Lord that you are able to make this time, uh, to, uh, to make yourself available this time uh, as we worship and serve the Lord and continuing on this journey of just being strengthened spiritually. You know, life offers so many challenges and so many opportunities as well. It's a mixture of blessings and of wonderful things, but also challenging moments. And we have to constantly be running back to our source to give us strength uh, to make it through. If it isn't a job concern, it's a health concern, it's a family concern, it's worrying about someone else and uh, as we have friends and loved ones tell us their journey and we know their journey, we worry about them. And sometimes we even worry about things that really don't address us directly, personally, but nonetheless, because of our heart and because we love people, we end up carrying those burdens as well. So we have to stop every single day to be able to um, uh, replenish our strength. And the best place to go to that is to the feet of the master and to go and just talk to the Lord and, and sit with him for a while. And have him through um, his words that are recorded in scripture, through the work of the Holy Spirit, be able to strengthen us personally. Because, you know, we're living in a chaotic world right now. I mean, we don't have to go further than nature right now. It doesn't even know whether it's hot or cold, whether the snow caps should be melting or not. It's just a kind of like an upside down world. We're living in a time where we're trying to maintain our equilibrium and maintain our balance and be able to walk rightly before God and before people as well, and before creation, and yet the world keeps turning upside down. And, you know, it's like a, that balloon or, or ball that bobs inside the water. You try to turn it upright, but, be, but for some reason the, 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 the science works the opposite and ends up turning itself back upside down. That's kind of like the world that we live in. But I'm here to tell you that in order for us to walk right, keep our balance, and maintain our sanity, we really have to go back to the Word of God and gain wisdom from there that will help us to uh, have the balance that we need to make it through. I've selected a portion of Scripture for this evening that I want to share with you, and I want to share basically just four uh, nuggets of wisdom that I've discovered uh, from Matthew chapter 12, verses um, 33 through 37. And I've entitled this very short uh, reflection with you, Wisdom for Living Upright in an upside-down world. Wisdom for living upright in an upside-down world. And you cannot get wisdom from anywhere else but the book of wisdom, which is the Bible. And you won't be able to understand the writings of the Bible if it's not for the Holy Spirit that comes to give you illumination into what has already been written there about God and about things of the Spirit and things of maturity. Uh, and so in order for us to find balance, we need to get wisdom uh, to be able to live right in this world. And if you look at the passage, and I'll highlight uh, for you 
just four elements that I want to apply today, four nuggets of truth or nuggets of wisdom that I, that I believe will help us today. But also, if you think about this and dwell about these nuggets of wisdom, they're going to help you throughout the week. As a matter of fact, a good way of looking at this is when the doctor gives you a prescription, you don't take all of them at the same moment. You take today and the dosage, then tomorrow and the dosage for the next. So I'm going to give you four dosages that you can take over the next few days that will help you as we go to Sunday. And then you come back and you come back on Sunday for more. Wisdom for living upright in, the, in an upside-down world. The first thing that I see is verse 33 where it says, make, make a tree and its fruit will be good. Or make a, a tree bad and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruit. And I've titled this nugget of wisdom is healthy roots, healthy fruit. Uh, healthy roots, healthy. Oftentimes we focus on the outside and what people could see. And, and, and the scripture here is turning it upside down with this wisdom and it's turning it actually backwards. Not the outside, but if the roots are healthy, then the external things that people see. In fact, a, a good question to understand this point a little bit more is that when people meet you, what do they actually see? And, I, and I, I don't mean that by if you're color coordinated or if you're dressed for the season, but rather as they gaze into your, 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 your eyes and gaze into your face and experience your presence, what is it that they're, they're actually seeing, perceiving about you? Uh, and, and, and here the writer Matthew is telling us very clearly that you will be recognized by the fruit and so that's why healthy roots are important for us to have. A few years ago, we had, or, uh, 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 we had a theme previously in our church about uh, being rooted. And we need to realize, church, that we need to go back to what nourishes us. The external doesn't nourish us. It's actually the roots. The deeper the roots, the healthier the root, the healthier the tree will be, will be and then the healthier the, the fruits will become. So healthy roots, healthy fruit. And if I'm going to give you a piece of advice on this one, on how to apply this wisdom, is we, we, we need to commit today uh, to work on the roots, on the core of who we really are internally. Focus less on the external and focus more on the internal. Because then, if our roots are healthy, certainly the fruit will be healthy. The second nugget of wisdom that I get from the reading is verses 34 and 35. Listen to it. It says, You brood of vipers. How can you who are evil say anything good? For Listen to this. <laughs> For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in, uh, in him. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. And I titled the first one, Healthy Roots, Healthy Fruits. This one I titled, Healthy Heart, Healthy Mouth. And if it's constantly what comes out is the spewing of evil and of insults and of sarcasm and of, and of horrible things, it really is speaking about not the condition of our roots so much, but the condition of our heart, according to that text. And we have to ask ourselves in order to apply this uh, wisdom to ourselves is what, what is inside of our hearts? What is filled inside? If, if out of the abundance of the heart the mouth is speaking, then it, maybe we shouldn't smack ourselves on the lips and maybe smack ourselves on the chest wherever the heart is located so that we can get a, a rude awakening today that we need to walk upright in this upside-down world. Uh, evil heart results in evil wor words. 
So the same way we have to work on the roots, according to the first uh, 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 element of teaching here today. The second one is we need to work at our hearts, fill our hearts, fill our who we are on the inside with things that are pleasant, that are good, that are righteous. Think about those things as we, we do in another teaching here in the church. Because out of the abundance of what is inside of us, our mouth is going to speak. I told you in, fir- in the first point that we need to work on the roots. The second application here is that we also need to work at the heart rather than our language. Work on the heart because that is the source of how we communicate going forward. And it isn't the heart, the pump, the heart, the organ that's pumping in our, in, inside of us. is who we are internally, our core, who we are. The third observation that I see on here is not only healthy roots, healthy fruit, or the second one, healthy heart, healthy mouth. But this one, by the way, I don't have a catchy phrase for the third one. I have a regular statement, and that is everyone will have to give account. Everyone. Look at the text, verse 36. But I tell you that everyone will have to give account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. And here when you see the word, the phrase empty, it doesn't mean void. It means in the context of what we've written, uh, pre, uh, uh, read previously, good or bad, righteous or unrighteous. So things that we say while we're here on earth, we can conclude are being recorded. And we will have to give account to our maker on the things that we say. That's why we need to be very careful because everyone, good or bad, will have to give account. If, our, if our, our words or the things that we say are not true, our exaggerations or our outright, outright lies, we might think that goes into the air and then it evaporates. No, we're go- there's going to have to be a day of rendering account for those words that have been said. And not by someone else. You can't get a lawyer or a spokesman for you. You and I are going to have to stand before our maker and give account. That's an awesome concept if you think about it. But it is wisdom. And I think that stops us from being too... You ever met people that are fast with the mouth? We have to be careful then how we say, not only, not only what we say, but how we say it. The in, how we intone those words, how we articulate those words, how forcefully we attach emotion to it. That although the words, when you can say I love and mean that you're caring for the person, but you could also say I love in a sarcastic way and it really is a dig on somebody rather than a, a, a flowery compliment to the individual. We have to realize that everything that we say while we're here on earth, we will have to give account. So what do we do here? We have to work on what we say and how we say it. We have to be cautious and careful to make sure that as we move forward, not only our roots are healthy, not only our, our heart is, is, is healthy, but understand. And I, and I want to add a, a, another element to this third truth. And, and understand fearfully. Maybe that's a better way. Understand, because we speak differently when we, when we know that someone is recording. We do. When we know that the session is being recorded, we will speak differently. Understand that God is keeping track of everything that we say and, and, and I'm thankful that it isn't the motives of the heart because some things happen in our heart that we don't say, that we don't utter. Here it's just saying simply what we say. I think that brings an element of fear and of uh, restriction to ourselves. Uh, no one needs to know, uh, no one needs to get a piece of your mind when you realize that what you're going to say is going to be, uh, you're going to be held accountable for it. The fourth and final element that I bring to you is verse 37. Look at this. By your words, you will be acquitted, and by your words, you will be condemned. 
<laughs> Interesting, right? The point here is that, here's number four, words count. Words count. And really what it's implying, the wisdom coming out of there is in this upside-down world, world, that what, listen, listen to this closely, whatever I say is going to bounce back to me. That's what it's saying. So whatever I say moving forward is if I'm, if I'm condemning, condemnation is going to come back to me. If I'm insulting, insulting is coming back to me. A, a wonderful way to explain this in this final illustration is um, when uh, 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 in Scripture we read that when God created man and woman, he made the woman to be a responder. When, he, when you see the phrase that says in Genesis that she's a helpmeet or a helpmate, uh, the term there in the original Hebrew is responder. She rea re reacts. And when I teach the marriage class, I make this point that so if you give uh, uh, loving te uh, terms of endearment, you're going to get back loving terms of endearment. But if you give rough words, insulting words, you're going to get that. It's going to just bounce right back because she's a, she's a responder. We have to realize, church, that when we interact with people, what we give out is going to come right back. I would rather, because I want to live a, a, a tranquil, uh, tranquil, peaceful life and enjoy the abundance blessings of the Lord, I'd rather give blessings so that blessings would come back. I'd rather give a kind gesture and a kind, loving uh, uh, comment because that's what's going to come back to us. I'd rather give peace because that's what's going to come back as well. That's a powerful teaching that if we apply it today, and we realize the weight of the, the, the words that we say, I really believe that it's going to change our behavior and it's going to allow us then to live upright in an upside-down world, which, by the way, as I stated at the beginning, is not easy to do. But we can't flow the way the world flows. We can't go the way the world goes. If we are light and we are salt, then our walk needs to be different. We cannot let the crowd take you down this path of depravity. Remember, we give account to God for everything that we do. And these words of wisdom will help us to live a life not pleasing to people, but certainly pleasing to God. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this precious moment that I have, Lord, to share, not just from the word, but also, Lord, as we explain the text. But also, Lord, that we can pray and talk to you with regard to what we've learned today. I pray, Lord, that as we've done so many times before, we're living in a crazy, upside-down world. It is confusing. Even the confusion is confusing. I pray, dear Lord, that you help us. That we not follow the flow, follow the stream or the current of the context that we live in. But rather that we would realize today that we have to give account for everything that we say, that you are watching us, that our roots need to be healthy, our heart needs to be pure, that we will give account to you, that every single word, Lord, counts. Help us, dear Lord, today through the work of the Holy Spirit, that we might be able, Lord, to integrate these uh, wisdoms for living into our lives, not tomorrow, but today so that we would honor you in every single way. If this upside-down world continues going the way it's going, the only remedy is Christ being manifested through the church. And we need to be on the same page that you are 
So help us, dear Lord, to accomplish that. I take this moment also, Lord, to pray for the prayer requests of the people. I pray, dear God, for a powerful visitation into our homes, that you will bring your peace and your presence into our apartments, into our homes, and that if there's strife and difficulty and challenging moments, family problems and tensions, that your presence will calm all of that in Jesus' name. I pray and send healing. Lord, we know that you are the healer. Restore our health. Keep us healthy and strong in Christ's name. I pray for those, Lord, that are, uh, have heard bad news regarding their job and their employment. Oh, Lord, provide for us as you always do. Help us, Lord, to be a resource to help those in need and that they would be provided for is my prayer. And help us, Lord, as a church, that we would rise up victorious during this season that is so challenging, that we would rise up, Lord, to the call and the mission of the church uh, to bring light in places of darkness, to bring hope in places of despair, to bring healing, Lord, in a world of sickness. Oh, Lord, to bring righteousness in a world filled with sin. Help us, dear Lord, to be able to do that through the work of the Holy Spirit flowing in our lives. We thank you as we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Why don't we worship the Lord through song at this moment? And let's just thank the Lord.